Hi, and welcome back to Transvox. It's a delight to be with you again. In front of me, my esteemed colleague, Jen. Colleague? Colleague, Jen. How are you, Jen? I'm fine, eh, Upducks, as uh, as we say up here. Um, absolutely fine. Are you well, Jill? I am. And it's nice to know that my collie is here. I couldn't decide whether it was a cauliflower or a collie dog. But there you go. Friend. You decide. Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. There ought to be a proper term for a podcast host. I mean... You know, every second person's got a podcast these days, so yeah, there must be a must be a term. I like the way you've just established Aob Ducks as your sort of brand yes. introduction. Indeed, <laughs> and it's and it's fascinating that you have done because um, and in a such a calm and assertive and masterful sort of manner, if that's the right word, because today we're going to talk about voices and oh, voice pitch and how we sound like the opposite gender. And um, and how we can talk into falsetto and oh, oh my goodness, it's a really contentious issue, isn't it? Tell me, tell me, um, tell me some thoughts on voices. I don't know if contentious is the right word. It's a difficult issue for many of us. I think, I think it's um, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, even people who pass, you know, really well, even those of us that are lucky to pass really well, um, can't always pass with the voices. I mean, and I think it can be. It can be really difficult. I, you know, it was. I never really gave me a thought. I, I was referred when I went to the gender identity clinic for speech and language therapy in the NHS. Mm. So I had um, a number of um, of sessions, and um, I think you can all tell I didn't do very well. <laughs> I mean, and it, it's it's really interesting um, because it would make my life loads easier, particularly over the phone. I mean, the amount of phone calls I've had where, you know, you just correct people and, you know, sorry, it's not, sir. You know, I'm, I'm, okay, okay. Or, or notoriously when I was um, I was on the radio, I don't know if I said this before, I was on the radio, I was interviewed on the radio, Radio Stoke, about um, some industrial action in the NHS. So there, it was a news story they wanted to talk to me about, and I've done it before. And when you go on the radio, you can hear the DJ in the background leading you in. Right. Mm. So I could hear the DJ um, and I'm on the phone saying, and now we have Jenny Harvey uh, here to talk about the strike in the NHS. And I went, good afternoon, everybody. But I didn't really think about voice. Whatever. And the DJ on air said, that doesn't sound like a Jenny. And Ooh. then yeah, no. and I went, oh, um, and then I said, yeah, I'm a Jenny. I'm, I am a Jenny. And then the whole two minute interview went off because so, yeah. everybody was listeners were just thinking that was a really awkward yeah. <laughs> bit and, and and bless them they did apologize afterwards it was just but you know it is a it can be really difficult because I'm conscious that I you know that however much I, I try and I don't try hard enough my voice doesn't pass is it something you think about Jill um you know it's a really fascinating thing yeah because in a funny sort of way, I, I don't think about it no. because, I mean, I speak in public and I'm sort of used to my voice. And, and we all know, uh, it's one of those features, isn't it? We all know that we have an issue with our own voices listening, listening to the back. You'll see Hollywood actors and A-listers yeah. saying, I don't want to either, either A, hear myself or B, watch myself on television because yeah. it's that that self-perception thing. And also we hear our voices in our head and we don't hear ourselves in the external world. But I'd love to have a better voice. And and I have been um, chatting to a range of people at, based on the fact that I think I told you I met someone about three or four months ago at one of the groups I go to who had the most amazing voice. Yes. And um, 
And I was just saying, well, how did you do this? And we just, and, and they said, well, I had a very light voice to start with. And all I did is, because they were quite musical, instead of talking at this level, yeah. which is a sort of a G, they talked at that level, which the, yeah. just went up a fourth. And actually their bass, their bass notes, their normal notes, in other words, B-A-S-E, not B-A-S-S, their normal note went up a fourth. And, that, and that's where they stayed. And it's really interesting that I've got um, a friend who's uh, a, a cis woman who's got actually a deeper voice than I have. And it's and 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 she says to me, "Don't be so sensitive about it. Just be yourself. Because actually, the more you contort your voice, the more you sound slightly false and fake. And it's and whilst you'll be called out for being, you know, uh, having a sort of a masculine voice now, it's worse than standing out by having a one of these strange sort of peculiar voices. Well, it's it's definitely not everybody imagines it's pitch. Pitch is a, I think pitch is a small part of it. Yeah. You know, I do. I think pitch is a small part of it. It's more, I mean, and I, and I noticed that when it when I when I was doing the bit of training, it's more about um, softness. It's more about how you. It's an expression, you know. I, so it, it's not just about speaking high because that doesn't sound mm-hmm. in any way. That just sounds like me. So I think I think there's a there's a lot in that. And I'm obviously speaking as a trans woman. Um, and you know, as much as HRT ever taken, that doesn't affect 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 voice. Um, yeah. And they, these things are done baked in at puberty. I'm not sure, actually, interestingly, if testosterone does lower the voice for trans men, for instance. I, I'm, I'm, I, I need probably ought to Google. I'm not sure it if does. that's the case. It does because boys right. have false, have uh, contralto, not the contralto, They have um, high voices, so that's why you have um, boy trebles. So yes, it's the um, it's the change in it's the change in the voice box. No, but I mean I'm talking about when you have if you have HRT testosterone later in life. No, it whether doesn't. that. I, I don't think it does. I wouldn't. I wonder if it's the same for trans men, though. Is that what you mean? So if yeah, you're so female is. going that way, that's interesting. Is that a wonder? Because mm. it definitely doesn't take an estrogen. Definitely doesn't affect the voice when I started no. at thirty. No. So um, I'm, I'm, I'd be interested if anybody wants to make a comment or, or, or drop us a line on that. I think that's interesting. It's probably something I could have researched, but I, I think it is difficult. I found it. I did my sessions, and I really wanted to try. I found it. Um, really difficult because it's this is going to sound weird because it is about identity but this is my voice it's how i speak and i express mm-hmm. and my job is speaking for a living and changing mm-hmm. that i found really difficult because i didn't sound who i am you know I, mm-hmm. do, I think i do speak a little bit differently i don't think you know in day-to-day speech perhaps i, I speak in the same way but i found it really cringy trying to practice on my own in the house yeah and I, th- I think one of the one of the key things interesting you talk about the fact that it's not just pitch, but no. um, I remember talking to someone who told me it was about the resonance in the voice. So when um, when I speak naturally, I can feel it resonating in my chest. So your voice resonates lower down in your body, whereas when you're when you've conquered a, a softer voice, it's it's more on your, the back of your head nose, voice. so the back of your voice. It, so it becomes a head voice or a nasal voice or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that's how trans men learn to talk. They learn to drop the voice into the sort of the chest because that's how you get that booming sensation because women can have a very booming voices they don't yeah. they don't when they sh- sh- when they have the head voice and they're um they're being loud it can be shrill can't it but when they learn to drop it as trans men or trans math people they can they can they can yeah, learn so, that quite straightforwardly i think i mean i do try sometimes i know when sometimes when i introduce to myself or answer the phone i'll go i'll try and i'll sort of raise my voice hi i'm jenny but i don't know if it ever sounds like me because i don't keep that up 
And I no. don't even know if it sounds any way feminine anyway, in all honesty. Um, so I do sort of, some, I still sort of occasionally try a bit, I think. But, um, the, the, the interesting thing is apparently, uh, and I don't know if this is um, always the case, but apparently voice um, training, uh, vocal training, is available in, on the NHS if you go through the when you get your first appointment after 73 years, you will get free voice training or a, a package of training events or something along those sorts of lines. But I think that's quite useful, isn't it? Well, well that's what I, I mean, that's what I got. I got, to the general, got, I got referred to, to the speech and language therapy in our local hospital. And um, there are experts in this. And I think it's probably a bit of a postcode lottery, but I think that is, that is possible. And there are obviously people can go private as well. There are private voice coaches and things. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, it is something I find difficult. It would make my life a lot easier if I could, if I could do better. I think. What, what's What's the interesting thing about this is that um, I just googled how to make your voice sound feminine, just for pure interest. And there's 26 million returns on that. And there's tons on YouTube, and yeah. and I've noticed from watching quite a lot of stuff, there's people who are pinging their throat, and there's people who are doing all sorts of things. And I do think voice conditioning is different at different ages. I think this is one of the challenges. It's a bit like laser treatment at different times through your journey. I think as you get older, the, the ability to have that actual plasticity in your voice is, is trickier to deal with. So like everything, you know, don't put off today what you can, like you don't put off tomorrow what you could do today. Is that the phrase? If You know, get on with the voice training because I think it gets trickier as you get older. I guess, yeah, I think, I think you're probably right. I mean, certainly, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, and that, that certainly must be the case. Um, but the, the, the other part of it, and it, it would make my life easier, is um, it should not be a, it should not be, you know, if we've got society right, it shouldn't be a barrier either. So, you know, no. you know, trans women are women, trans men are men, and men and women have different voices, and sometimes we don't all sound alike. Um, but yeah, I can see how it, I can see how it's bad. I mean, I'm, I must admit, when I first when I first started going out and into shops and things, I'd whisper. So I'd go yeah. up to the, I'd go to the shopkeeper, I'd say, "Can I have this?" You know, and then she, you know, just not wanting anybody to hear and, and whispering, it can sound a bit lighter. Um, so I do that, but and it sounds so weird to do that now. It just yeah. feels so weird to do that. And your voice is such a an important part of your actual identity. So I remember going to Starbucks uh, quite early on and just testing out if I could, you know, what happens. You know, it was one of the first, you know one of the first things you do, isn't it? You you find a place where you can go, feel relatively safe, and just see what happens. So I remember going into my local Starbucks. I used to go there regularly and be you know be there all the time. And um, and I went in and I was and the the person that normally served me I was in the queue. They, she saw me coming along. She asked what my order was. There was absolutely no recognition on her face. It was really fascinating. I was I was really surprised. And then I opened my mouth and then she looked at me and said, "Is that?" And of course that was it. It was I had, I had a, a recognizable voice, yes. and um, you know, and that, I thought that was absolutely fascinating that they could recognize my voice, but they couldn't recognize me. You know, just changed physically slightly. Isn't that fascinating? So I think it's something I think it that is. I think it is. for some yeah. people that's worth the effort. And I think we spend a lot of time, don't we, on uh, makeup and passing and fashion and dresses and beards and blah and blah. But actually, your voice is a recognizable part of your identity. Now you're right. It'd be best just not to have to bother. But sometimes it does. Nice, it is nice to have that sort of. Um, oh no! I'd what's love, it called? I'd love, Conformity. I'd like to have better voice. Oh, I'd, lo I'd love to love it to be better. It's, um, you know, I'd love. Yeah, hate listening back to myself on if I'm videoed or. I mean, I've. I remember speaking the first time I spoke 
at a, a big conference in the union, you know, 2,000 people, and your voice is coming out of massive speakers, and you think, oh, my gosh, you know. Um, so I'd love it to be better. Um, it, it is what it is. I don't think it's going to change much now, but it is it's a really interesting subject because I think it can be a real barrier for people getting out into society because, they, yes. you know, to be out in society, you, you generally often have to come to talk to people and, um, you know, and... Um, and that can be difficult. And even on the other occasion, and I guess on the other occasions where, you know, I pass and people don't realise, and when they hear me, they do sort of realise, I guess. Um, I mean, one of the things I suppose people could do is, I think there are some really good examples. You can go on YouTube listening to people like Abigail Thorne. Have you ever heard Abigail Thorne, mm. a philosophy tube? Amazing yeah. uh, YouTuber, trans YouTuber. Uh, and she's an actor as well. So she's got the, a brilliant voice or or contrapoints is another youtuber you could listen to to those and that they they are good examples and paris lees who um who is, in, is on the television quite a bit and um you know so they're great examples of of you know particularly trans women i know that do a an amazing job um and i'm in awe of them mm. and i just i just i just looked up abigail thorne and you know where abigail thorne's from don't you your, she's from God's. Of... She's from God's chosen city, Newcastle on Pond Tyne. Yeah. Oh, Newcastle! Oh, yeah, yeah. Upon Tyne, isn't that interesting? Yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, she, yeah, she's she, George. Well, she must be good. We, yeah. Are we allowed to call you or George? George, is that how it goes? Or are you? Of course, we we're offended if you don't. I've only. I think the only time I've been, I was actually in Gateshead. I was over the river mm. at a conference. It's only over the river. It's all. It's all. Doesn't matter. It's south of the town. The south of the town is not all mine, or not all mine. Now, what's interesting about the voice thing, and that's a really useful resource to have a look at Abigail for. But there's something else which I think is important. Is we're talking about verbal communication, but there's also the non-verbal communication as well, isn't there? Mm. The how you move, your posture, how you absolutely, you know, how you contain yourself, how you choose. It's the, that degree. The thing I notice most of all when you sit and watch people, if you sit in Starbucks and watch people walk by. The way that men own space is very different when they sit than the way women do. The way they have their, you know, which bits of the arms are, are tucked in, which, you know, how they use their hands, how they gesticulate, how they verbalize, how they smile, the amount of smiling, the amount of time you actually sit with your legs spread open, you know, as a, as a guy, it's quite fascinating. And you see, you can see that trans people find it easier to slip into the male role because it's so much easier to be dominant, I think, isn't it? Yeah, because we live in a patriarchy. It's a lot, life's easier as a man. But that aside, um, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's and it, it's it is a it 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 is it is all that. And I remember when I transitioned, I think sometimes I overdid it, and I just looked trying to trying to, you know, walk and sit and everything properly. But yeah, um, you're absolutely right, and that that communication is more than ju just the voice. I always I always have worry, and because I, I think I think I do do this because I'm basically up to 35, lived and socialised as a male, that when I'm in, so my job is often in, you know, meetings, making arguments and things like that, that yeah. I, there's a danger. I fall back on their masculine yeah. traits yeah. that I, I, I socialise, that of, of trying to assert myself or make a point. I don't, it's not a conscious thing, but I always think, I want to think of that because I spent half my life thinking that's a way to make points and things. And um and and so that and that's about you know, in a sense, and and I'm being conscious when I'm six foot two and built as I'm, I'm big, so it's uh, uh, conscious of that that body language stuff as well. I think it's 
Mm. It's a really interesting point, and I think it's, um, as I say, I think what it can be, it can be a real barrier for people getting out there mm. um, and, and, and living lives and socialising. If, if they're so... But isn't it fascinating? I think it's the, the it's like a zoo, isn't it? Um, going to like a shopping centre or a shopping mall. And it's that mm. thing where you can sit back and watch all of human life pass before your face. And what you discover, what I've discovered is the that confidence that comes from seeing that everyone's just so different that it doesn't really sort of matter how you are, that the sort of gender stereotype of you've got to keep your elbows tucked in or you've got to be smiling all the time. You see lots of doer women wandering around waving their own elbows about. It's like you can become so, um, what's the word, uh, stylized, that you lose actually the enjoyment of what it is that you're trying to do because you're, you're, just, you're just working at it so much rather than just sort of perhaps just being confident and just relaxing into it a little bit. Now, maybe that's naive, but I'm just wondering about that as as I roll no, forward. No, I, I think at first it, it is, I think that, and I think it's quite. I think initially when you transition, remembering you're trying to think about your voice, your posture, your bearing, and all that is exhausting. I was exhausted by it. Eventually, I stopped worrying about it and then live more in the moment. You know, um, ever so often I think, oh, I should probably try and do that better or whatever. But um, yeah. So, because it just you can't keep that up. That's the problem I think I found with my voice. I could mm. I could do it with the training for a little bit, but I couldn't keep it, the concentration levels to keep up, keep that yeah. up day in day out. And those people who can are, are awesome, yeah. you know, because I you know I see them and they they've just got better concentration levels than I have, and and you know so you know that is what it is. But um, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad it's not something that concerns you, Jill, because it shouldn't. Well, it does. I mean, look. I, I, I'm sorry. Me. I'd, I'd, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love a gorgeous female voice. You know, one of those sort of um, silky, soft, sensuous thing, thing in these. But uh, you know what? I think there's so much else to worry about. But, but you're right. And part of me is, you know, li- listening to you and I talk here. You know, do we just sound like? I mean, do we just sound like a pair of? Well, of course, we sound like we sound. I don't think Jesus. we need to use those those words, but. No. There, there might be a challenge for us in a future podcast that we try and do a proper, <gasps> a proper female voice for the whole podcast, and see if that, and that, God knows what that would sound like because I'm not sure I could do anything that's sound, that doesn't sound terrible. But uh, it might be a challenge. It'd be interesting to do that and listen to that. I've never really tried to do it. I've never really tried to to think about it. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's, I, I get what you say. I get, I get your point. You say, but there is something to be said. Look, you know, we're we're, we're making the point in living our lives and being out there authentic and saying this is me. Part and part of that, I guess, is saying that look, women have different voices now. You know, yeah. Um, you know, trans women, cisgender women, um, non-binary people. You know, trans men. You know, we've all got you know voices a part of us, and uh, uh, and it. And it would be a shame if we, you know, go back to whispering because we we need to be heard. Our voice needs to be loud at the moment. Yeah. And it's that, um, it's that thing about, you know, I was in Mark's recently and, you know, looking for help. And then you sort of sidle up to a, a shop assistant and you sort of, you, I always managed to find the smallest woman, Evs, and you're sort of towering over her and you sort of, you just think, I'm going to open my voice now. I'm going to, I almost like want to write it down. You know, as if she hasn't noticed I'm trans, you know, then then somehow the voice will be that bit that gives me the way. 
And I think I suppose it's that bit, isn't it? It's about being comfortable in your own trans skin and then letting yourself, you know, sort of sit into yeah. it as time rolls on. That's the key, being comfortable in your skin, and that's you know that is that is the key. Um, yeah, and there's been an odd occasion when I've been trying to uh, attract somebody's uh, uh, attention over a room in a crowded room when I've had to shout. That, 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 mm-hmm. That's certainly something to behold, I think. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm quite thinking about your challenge about doing an episode is thing. But look, before we do that, something I've got to bring to the party. Someone called Charlie has dropped us a line at transvox.co.uk, just saying he loves the podcast, which is really nice. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, Pointing out that two of our episodes are the same, which is great. Thank you, Charlie. I didn't know that. I shall put that right. And just uh, wishing us luck on a couple of different things that we talked about. So that's lovely. And it just drew me to thinking that, actually, we don't say, if you want to ask us questions or address specific topics, just send us um, an email to gillian at transvox.co.uk or go on our site, transvox.co.uk, and there's like a, um, there's a, What's the world to communicate with us sort of button and you can drop us a line. And uh, for those of you who want to support our work and support the work of the charity that we support, you're happy to go there as well. But, um, and also if you've got uh, people that you think we should be interviewing and, and it's going through my head now, I'm quite interested in, you know, talking to someone who works in the voiced world and getting them to come on and talk to us. I think it'd be quite interesting. Maybe doing a bit of live coaching on, on, online. How about that? During the podcast. What do you think about that? that? That would be great. I wonder if I because I work in the NHS. I wonder if I can find a speech and language therapist. Go on, I dare you. I dare you. Me, I, I'm can't make promises because you know how bad I am about delivering on uh, promises. But um, I, I might be, and I'll have I'll have a because that might be really interesting. And I tell you what, if we if we can't get you to do it, we know someone that listens to this podcast who might remind you on a regular basis to do this. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, the notorious P. Um, yes. <laughs> well, and on, and on that note of guilt, <laughs> I think it's probably time that we moved on. And next week, all things drag. So Reba oh, is joining us. Yeah. And um, she's going to talk to us about drag and such like. And a one-person show that she's touring around the UK and a fantastic new big fundraiser that she's putting together. And uh, by then, I'll have all the dates. And uh, sounds fascinating. Do you know what? She's doing loads and loads and loads of dates down south. And one date up north, and it happens to be in Whitley Bay, which is about six miles from where I live. So I should be going to support her. Oh, brilliant. Well, that would be fabulous in every sense of the world. Absolutely. Absolutely, darling. Well, until next time, Jen, I shall wish you good health and all the rest of it, ducks. Yes. Take care. Thanks, Jill. See you soon. See everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Transvox. It's been a joy to have you with us. Um, if you want to um, make contact with us, you can contact us at gillian at transvox.co.uk. And if you'd like to support the work we do, please go to Patreon and go to page Transvox. And all of our money goes to our nominated charity. And Jen, you've chosen the charity for the next number of episodes. Which one have you chosen? Our charity is called Beyond Reflections, which is a charity that provides support and counselling to trans people, non-binary people and their friends and their families across the UK. An amazing charity doing some amazing work, really important. So please, if you can give. 
create. And if you want to go and have a look at Beyond Reflections, it's beyond-reflections.org.uk. And, uh, but as I say, if you'd like to make a contribution to what we're doing, because we love to help the people who help us. Uh, again, if you've got ideas for um, the show, things you'd like to ask us, questions, comments, applause, or um, brickbats, feel free to send it all Absolutely. in to Gillian at transvox.co.uk. Until the next time, goodbye. Bye-bye.